the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old. The Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth, Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Soapy Dollar. Dun, 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 dun. And a very good evening, everyone. I'm just giving my last little view here for this time we spend each and every evening in the scriptures. We are coming down to the final readings of this year. It's been my privilege, my joy to sit here and listen with you as we read through the Bible from Genesis all the way to the maps, as we often say. We come now to the end of both of the Testaments, the Old and New Testament. The Old Testament ends with what are called minor prophets. It doesn't mean that their message is less important. They're just smaller works, and they were shorter times of ministry. Some of them are fairly extensive. This coming week, we'll be picking up in the minor prophets, starting with the book of Hosea, coming right after we've completed the book of Daniel. So we'll go to Hosea toward the end of the book. And then in the New Testament, of course, we're going to finish up reading the small little letters at the end of the New Testament, the epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, then the epistle that was written by another half-brother of Jesus. We've already read James, who was a half-brother of Jesus. And now we will be reading Jude this evening as well. So we'll complete the reading of 1 John. We already read into the third chapter, at least, of 1 John. And then Second and Third John, two shorter epistles, just one chapter letters. And then the book of Jude, which is also a one-chapter letter and book. Then back to the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, picking up there with the book of Hosea. 
Before that, of course, we'll be going to our Wisdom and Worship segment. Tonight we'll be completing the book of Proverbs, reading from Proverbs chapter 29, talking about qualities of a good leader. So many of the Proverbs came from King Solomon, and so it's natural to expect that some of his interest would be directed toward leadership, several of the Proverbs addressing that issue tonight. Right now, though, let me remind you that we still need your partnership here with the Bible Live broadcast, so we invite you to uh, join with us. The Bible Live, Proverbs twenty-nine, fifteen through 27. To discipline and reprimand a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. When the wicked are in authority, sin increases, but the godly will live to see the tyrant's downfall. Discipline your children, and they will give you happiness and peace of mind. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is happy. For a servant, mere words are not enough. Discipline is needed, for the words may be understood, but they are not heeded. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. A servant who is pampered from childhood will later become a rebel. A hot-tempered person starts fights and gets into all kinds of sin. Pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honor. If you assist a thief, you are only hurting yourself. You will be punished if you report the crime, but you will be cursed if you don't. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but to trust the Lord means safety. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice comes from the Lord. The godly despise the wicked. The wicked despise the godly. End of reading Proverbs 29, 15 through 27. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. We are in the book of 1 John, not to be confused with the Gospel of John. If you're looking it up in your Bible, it's on page 2,144. So <laughs> in my Bible, at least, maybe not in yours. Toward the back of the New Testament, there are three short letters. We are into chapter 3 of the first letter right now. John's an older man. It is thought that he was the youngest of the 12 disciples. He has wonderful thoughts about sin, about forgiveness, about cleansing. And he's been talking about love. God is love. And he doesn't mean this self-centered love that we think of today in our society, but selflessness, generosity. That is God. The Bible Life, 1 John 3, 7 through 2 and 3 John and Jude, 1 John 3. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it is because they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy these works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not sin because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning, because they have been born of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not obey God's commands and does not love other Christians does not belong to God. This is the message we have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. 
And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was right. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to eternal life. But a person who doesn't love them is still dead. Anyone who hates another Christian is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Christ gave up his life for us. And so we also ought to give up our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. But if anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need and refuses to help, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let us stop just saying we love each other. Let us really show it by our actions. It is by our actions that we know we are living in the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before the Lord, even if our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our conscience is clear, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive whatever we request because we obey Him and do the things that please Him. And this is His commandment. We must believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments live in fellowship with Him and He with them. And we know He lives in us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. 1 John 4 Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is the way to find out if they have the Spirit of God. If a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ became a human being, that person has the Spirit of God. If a prophet does not acknowledge Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is going to come into the world, and he is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won your fight with these false prophets, because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. These people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. That is why those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and His love has been brought to full expression through us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in Him. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. 
So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we are like Christ here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment, and this shows that his love has not been perfected in us. We love each other as a result of his loving us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we have not seen? And God himself has commanded that we must love not only him, but our Christian brothers and sisters too. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. 1 John 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and really, that isn't difficult. For every child of God defeats this evil world by trusting Christ to give the victory. And the ones who win this battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water, and by shedding his blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit also gives us the testimony that this is true. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about His Son. All who believe in the Son of God know that this is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. So whoever has God's Son has life. Whoever does not have His Son does not have life. I write this to you who believe in the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we can be confident that He will listen to us whenever we ask Him for anything in line with His will. And if we know He is listening when we make our requests, we can be sure that He will give us what we ask for. If you see a Christian brother or sister sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. Every wrong is sin, but not all sin leads to death. We know that those who have become part of God's family do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot get his hands on them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the power and control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come, and He has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we are in God because we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, and He is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. The Book of Second John, Second John 1 This letter is from John the Elder. It is written to the chosen lady and to her children, whom I love in the truth, as does everyone else who knows God's truth, the truth that lives in us and will be in our hearts forever. May grace, mercy, and peace, which come from God our Father and from Jesus Christ His Son, be with us who live in truth and love. 
How happy I was to meet some of your children and find them living in the truth just as we have been commanded by the Father. And now I want to urge you, dear lady, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and He has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Many deceivers have gone out into the world. They do not believe that Jesus Christ came to earth in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch out so that you do not lose the prize for which we have been working so hard. Be diligent so that you will receive the full reward. For if you wander beyond the teaching of Christ, you will not have fellowship with God. But if you continue in the teaching of Christ, you will have fellowship with both the Father and the Son. If someone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite him into your house or encourage him in any way. Anyone who encourages him becomes a partner in his evil work. Well, I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to say it in a letter. For I hope to visit you soon and to talk with you face to face. Then our joy will be complete. Greetings from the children of your sister chosen by God. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. The Book of Third John. Third John 1. This letter is from John the Elder. It is written to Gaius, my dear friend whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you, and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Some of the brothers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness, and that you are living in the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children live in the truth. Dear friend, you are doing a good work for God when you take care of the traveling teachers who are passing through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your friendship and your loving deeds. You do well to send them on their way in a manner that pleases God, for they are traveling for the Lord, and accept nothing from those who are not Christians. So we ourselves should support them so that we may become partners with them for the truth. I sent a brief letter to the church about this, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the leader, does not acknowledge our authority. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing, and the wicked things he is saying about us. He not only refuses to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. But everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, even truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, and you know we speak the truth. I have much to tell you, but I don't want to do it in a letter, for I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. May God's peace be with you. Your friends here send you their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. The Book of Jude Jude 1 This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who are called to live in the love of God the Father and the care of Jesus Christ. May you receive more and more of God's mercy, peace, and love. Dearly loved friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the truth of the good news. God gave this unchanging truth once for all time to His holy people. 
I say this because some godless people have wormed their way in among you, saying that God's forgiveness allows us to live immoral lives. The fate of such people was determined long ago, for they have turned against our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. I must remind you, and you know it well, that even though the Lord rescued the whole nation of Israel from Egypt, He later destroyed every one of those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the day of judgment. And don't forget the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with sexual immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and are a warning of the eternal fire that will punish all who are evil. Yet these false teachers who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at the power of the glorious ones. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse Satan of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with Satan about Moses' body. But these people mock and curse the things they do not understand. Like animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, and they bring about their own destruction. How terrible it will be for them! For they follow the evil example of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they will do anything for money, and like Korah, they will perish because of their rebellion. When these people join you in fellowship meals celebrating the love of the Lord, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are shameless in the way they care only about themselves. They are like clouds blowing over dry land without giving rain, promising much but producing nothing. They are like trees without fruit at harvest time. They are not only dead, but doubly dead, for they have been pulled out by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the dirty foam of their shameful deeds. They are wandering stars, heading for everlasting gloom and darkness. Now Enoch, who lived seven generations after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Look, the Lord is coming with thousands of his holy ones. He will bring the people of the world to judgment. He will convict the ungodly of all the evil things they have done in rebellion, and of all the insults that godless sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and complainers, doing whatever evil they feel like. They are loudmouthed braggarts, and they flatter others to get favors in return. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ told you, that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to enjoy themselves in every evil way imaginable. Now they are here, and they are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They live by natural instinct because they do not have God's Spirit living in them. But you, dear friends, must continue to build your lives on the foundation of your holy faith and continue to pray as you are directed by the Holy Spirit. Live in such a way that God's love can bless you as you wait for the eternal life that our Lord Jesus Christ in His mercy is going to give you. Show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. There are still others to whom you need to show mercy, but be careful that you aren't contaminated by their sins. And now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from stumbling, and who will bring you into His glorious presence, innocent of sin, and with great joy. End of reading, 1 John 3, 7 through 2 and 3 John and Jude.
is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. John is so interesting here as you read his three letters. First John, probably written from Ephesus, where he was the senior pastor. Second John, written to the chosen lady and to her children, whom I love in truth, as does everyone else who knows the truth. It says in its opening words, perhaps it was an actual person, a close friend, or perhaps it was a congregation, a church whose identity may no longer be known at this time. The third letter to a dear friend named Gaius, who was taking care of traveling teachers and missionaries, warning against people like Diotrephes, who was proud and refused to listen to spiritual leaders in authority. Throughout his epistles, John uses two key themes, truth and love. The truth that he refers to is the truth about Jesus, the Messiah. As opposed to the lies of the false teachers, he is particularly especially arguing against two false doctrines, two false teachings that were prominent in his day. One was called docetism. It's from a Greek word meaning to seem, a widespread false teaching that said that Jesus was actually a spirit who only appeared to have a body. His body did not cast a shadow and he left no footprints. He was God, but he was not really a man. Another heretical teaching prevalent during that day you may have heard more about is called Gnosticism from a Greek word meaning knowledge, and it held that all physical matter is evil, that only the spirit was good, only the non-physical. So only the intellectually enlightened could enjoy the benefits of religion. They were the elite. They held the secret mysticism, secret rites and rituals that they had. Both of these groups found it hard to believe in a savior who was fully human. John answers these false teachers as an eyewitness to Jesus' life on earth. He saw Jesus. He walked with him. He talked with him. He touched him. He knew that Jesus was a real human being, more than a mere spirit. I was just noticing in Second John, five times in the first four verses, the word truth, 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 a commitment to truth, the truth about Jesus. Today we say your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. There are no ultimate realities, no absolute truths. The Bible knows nothing of these false ideas, this idea that everything is just relative, relativism. The Bible is clear that there is truth, that God is truth, that God has acted in time and space in real ways, and that he is knowable. We can experience him in our life right here on this earth. Jude is a half-brother of Jesus the Messiah, a brother of James. He also focuses on apostasy, when people turn away from God's truth to embrace false teachings. All of these warnings about deceiving, lying teachers and prophets who would use theology and doctrine and religion to manipulate people. All of these warnings saying that truth has everything to do with your view of Jesus, the Messiah. Why would that be true? It's because Jesus reveals the view of God. Jesus reveals a God who is loving, a God who is at the same time holy and sinless, righteous, and that he judges sin. He is knowable. He's loving. He desires a relationship with mankind, and he's redeeming. We're not left here to save ourselves or pull ourselves up by our bootstrap, but by receiving by faith the wonderful gift of redemption and salvation in Messiah. 
The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.